0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 417. John and I have done this 417 times. And today on January 25th, 2024, we're going to do one of my favorite shows that we ever do. Uh, We're going to talk about market predictions for digital real estate marketing in 2024. And John, you feel free to adjust that title a little bit, but... um, I, uh, I am thinking that this has got to feel to the average real estate agent like this is a, just a huge time of change. Everywhere I t- every time I turn something on, it's what, that's what uh, made me ask John if we could talk about predictions is because every time I turn on any device, any of mine from any providers, my email is full, swamped with what sounds like new stuff in it. It sounds that way. So, John, um, before we go, before I just go off on one that, that more than just the intro of the show, uh, I would love it if you would uh, do me and the rest of the audience a courtesy and introduce yourself and, uh, you know, share a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm the co founder of Mill-right.com. We're a platform of CRM with a focus at real estate. Plus much more, we provide a suite of marketing tools that allow you to do Facebook marketing yourself or we can do it for you. Plus we build beautiful websites. We have um, starter themes or we can semi-custom or do full custom design on WordPress. So you have the flexibility, flexibility combined with the power of a CRM and a marketing suite. It's a great platform. Back over to you, Robert. Beautiful.
0: So, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to talk about a prediction that really isn't a prediction. It's already happening. Um, But I'm going to to make some predictions behind it. We're going to talk about AI for a second. Now, John uh, and I already talked about AI in the first show of the year. We talked about uh, some AI plugins, which, by the way, John, I have now dedicated a team member to going and researching those plugins and then sending me a report because there were some things that we were talking about, which I was fascinated by, but I don't personally have the time to dive down those rabbit holes anymore. So uh, I sent somebody to go do it. Now, most of you won't have that luxury. Most of the people listening to this show don't have the luxury of sending somebody to dive down AI rabbit holes. So here's my prediction. I think that we're going to continue. It's, I don't think that anybody here ought, that listening to the show is going to be able to turn on a phone or listen to a show without hearing the word AI. And I'm going to say this again. It's not AI. All right? Number one, that's my first prediction. It's not AI. It's behavioral learning. Okay? And it isn't anything different than the search engine technology that's been here except for the way that the data is presented to you. Okay? So what do I think that we're going to continue to see done with behavioral learning, though? And and the difference also is the way that the code, the code is somewhat like of an open source Google. In other words, you can tell the code, you can tell AI to do work for you. That's where behavioral learning has really gone. That's fascinating. You you can say, write a blog post, and it'll write a blog post, That which Google won't do. It'll send you to a blog post that you could then copy if you wanted. AI will take the same information and write something for you that would be similar to a prompt or what you're looking at. I believe that here's a couple of ancillary uh, predictions. Number one, I believe that a lot of people are going to see a, a really fast um, head when it comes to plagiarism and AI. AI is stealing content. Every All my SEO chat boards and rooms that I sit in are full of content producers right now incensed with somebody with a, who with an AI tool went through their sitemap and basically took every single title and just recreated the same sitemap using AI and, and essentially effectively stole their traffic. Because a single human could, could ostensibly make a content grab in about five or six hours which might have taken the website owner five or six years. It is kind of ridiculous. So that's got to come to a head. And I predict that it's going to in 2024 and, and, and going to continue on in 2025 and 2026. Now, let's get into real estate. I predict that the behavioral learning tools, I think that somebody's going to come up with a really good AI real estate assistant type tool. Somebody that answers your calls and makes your appointments and, and, and basically manages your calendar. I think that's all going to be done with a combination of scheduling and voice AI. And I think that somebody's going to come up with a cool little tool that we're all going to use, that it's going to wash across the whole industry. And next year in 2026, when, when John and I are talking, we're going to be mentioning this tool as if it, as if it's like an industry standard. Um, I think that um, in well, I have a few other. I have a few other points to make. The AI is a big topic, and I, I have a few other predictions that I'd like to make. But before I go any further, John, I want to break this up into bite size. Do you have any ancillary or retorts to my my first handful of predictions as it relates to AI?
1: Well, I think your comment about you know people producing mass blogging content. I've gone the kind of middle way. I do use AI to produce content for both properties that I run on a daily basis, but it's heavily edited and I add video and podcasting to that content to signal to Google that it has more to give it proof that it has an element of individual insight rather than, and uh, I've seen some quite good results by that um, that positioning. Um, And I think consistently, I think that's what Google's going to be looking for during this year. Next year is... They're just going to accept that so much content is going to be produced by this, still call it artificial intelligence, but I do agree. I think that's a terrible term because I do agree with you. Um, it's a tool that mimics intelligence, but in no way or form do I think it's intelligent. Mm. But who am I? I'm not a, I'm not a scientist um that specializes in that field there's a few that do would would disagree with me but um that's my position um so i think google's going to be um looking for signals around domain authority and specialization in a particular topic so it's quite linked to what we've said in previous shows you need You need to find a niche and you need to your marketing needs to be around that niche if you if if you can find one and then you need to give signals to Google that it's not all machine generated that you are expert and by video, by podcasting By longer form, by editing the content, you give these signals that it has a higher value than pure generated AI. Um good points
0: all. And I'm glad that you're you figured out a way to leverage AI for whatever you're using it for. I've noticed that your content is uh, is a lot more prolific and it it covers some of the same stuff that we talk about here on the show. Um and I'm I'm glad to see it because there is a need for individual real estate marketing company like founders like us voice while we're still small enough to have a voice where we can and we've got the time. It's very uncommon, which is why I used it as a strategy myself and it it, it's for anybody, even with like, let's say that that expertise comes on a scale of one to 10, for anybody to be saying anything about real estate marketing that even has a knowledge above a five is unusual. Like, a lot of people talk about real estate marketing and, and either they have a single area of, of expertise, quote unquote, expertise, but oftentimes it's just like a young real estate agent that figured out how to do Facebook ads and then figured out that nobody else in his office knew how to do Facebook yeah. ads. So then he turns himself into, like a, a guru, based on Facebook ads, and there's so much more to uh, digital representation than just that. So, um, anyway, because I don't want I don't want to poo poo anybody because you know from from that one little expertise you can make enough money to turn yourself into a full blown expert. My experience though is that very few people do that. They figure out one little thing they can sell to a lot of real estate agents and then they kind of take off with it. So here is, here's my next prediction or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick vaguely in the in the realm of AI. Uh, we're also going to see a prolific amount of video coming from AI and real estate agents are going to hear about video AI in some way, shape, or form before, before 2024 is over. Now, John and I already reviewed a tool called invideo.io. I've got my team looking at it to see if we feel like we can leverage it effectively for real estate. Perhaps we can. So, perhaps we cannot. It's just going to depend. So, we'll see.
1: Um, but um I'm excited about. It's just one of. Me. There's about half a dozen of those type tools. We, uh, me and Adam, are looking at all of them because Adam is a professional video maker. That's how he makes Facebook and video. Oh, he's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one. It's a, It could be really quite helpful because a lot, a lot of agents. They just don't want to be in front of the camera. So it, so these tools can help in making videos which aren't, they're not required to be in front. Bonnie, on the other hand, it's, it will always be best if they are in front of the camera, if they can do it. But you've just got to be realistic, haven't you? I okay, feel Robert. Would you agree with that?
0: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And some of my predictions, um, guys, ladies and gentlemen, is that there's going to be a different type of real estate marketing service. There's already a lot of people making uh, entrepreneurial moves when it comes to real estate and video. My prediction is that somebody's going to leverage AI and make yet another service that you as real estate agents can use as an independent marketing company. If I was starting from scratch... And wasn't committed to what Inbound REM was already doing, or had the finances just to start out a new division without like thinking about it. I would do it. That's it's it is a, a needed industry kind of service for real estate agents. It really is a really incredibly important block to your marketing is to get video done, but somebody needs to make it easier. And I mean, a lot easier. I don't mean like Levi or Krista Mashore, who's just sitting there telling you how they used some good ideas about, you know, leveraging video and then went off to make, you know, $38 million in, you know, selling real estate using videos. Because here's, here's a, another thing that I think that most people intuitively know it's not a prediction, but it is a comment. It's the very second you take a Krista who's making, you know, $9 million a year as a coach. And she's coaching hundreds, if not thousands, of agents. Uh, is the very second that the strategy starts to become less and less effective because everybody in every market is, is slowly but surely starting to leverage this coaching information. So, generally speaking, strategic things shift in real estate. Yeah. They tend to move, the needle moves, which frustrates a lot of agents, which is why I don't tend to move with trends. Not me. You know, I'm just-
1: can I make a prediction on of course. that? Please. Yeah. Well, yes. I, <laughs> I think I've uh, in the later on this year or the beginning of next year. I think there's going to be tools where, well, they're there anyway, but there will be an interface, a product where an agent can put text in and their voice will be mimicked. Mm -hmm. And there will be, um, it will be able to just take a facial picture or a facial video through either your iPhone or through a webcam and then it would be able to um, mimic you on video. So you, and it would look natural. It would look like the agent and it would have templates of verbiage, uh, and all you would have is um, it could have a library of, uh, and it just be you, artificial you, in video form. Can you imagine that of me? That would be horrendous, wouldn't it, Robert? I love that idea, though, man.
0: Good God, I hope we. I hope you're right. That's that's what. It just took my breath away, John. Like, like all this talking about um, video and I really, God, I hope you're right. Yeah, I I could leverage that so heavily and deeply and well at inbound REM. Like, our our consistent number one problem still isn't like I just keep making moves as a, as a business owner to try to handhold and 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 coach and put people. But I still, if you're to say, Robert, what's your one, number one business problem? It is that I still can't get people to do video and, and the level of commitment that people have made to the company, to me, to it's, it's 20, 30, $40,000 sometimes. And you still shockingly can't get them to do the thing. And when you do get them to do the thing, it is. It is so time intensive for them because it takes it takes a lot of mental preparation for most people. It's it's not just getting in front of the camera, which you and I do, but it's a lot of mental prep for the average agent. And so by the they feel like Robert, I did a three minute video, and it's like a year after later after they hired us, and it's like, and you can feel, you can sense
1: the the well, it's not like going to the dentist. It's like you know you need to go to the dentist for the clean in the deep clean. You know, you know you need to go to the dentist on the regular checks you know you got you should do it but you don't want to do it and that's that's their position around video I think we're coming to our middle break Robert sure all right so ladies
0: and gentlemen we're going to go to a break John just made a great prediction that I hope it that I hope is true uh, we're going to make some other predictions and we're going to come back at uh, maybe the beginning of 2025. And review the show. We didn't do that today because I'm lazy, but we probably had another market predictions video. And uh, from what I recollect, we were probably about 50% right on our predictions. Um, So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Have a little bit of fun with us. See where our our heads are going in terms of what's going to happen in 2024 and slightly beyond. We'll be right back. I'm so excited to be here with my partner today, uh, Jonathan Dinwood. We're talking about um, we're talking about marketing predictions for 2024, and we're discussing. Um, we've used a lot of AI predictions. All right, now I'm going to use a couple more. I'm going to use. I'm going to. I'm going to leap out, John, and do a couple of predictions not related to AI, just related to the business. Now, at the end of 2024. Here's what we've been seeing happen. There are so many marketing companies taking a massive punch in the mouth right now. I can't even begin to tell you. I don't have numbers because everybody is playing this stuff close to the vest, but almost every major real estate marketing company out there is laying people off. There's more than just a little bit of panic going on. The numbers have diminished. We're walking out of a very soft, Uh, real estate marketing season. A lot of real estate agents have been investing money that they basically saved when the market was better and keeping their systems running. And a lot of agents got out of their systems because it's pretty rare that agents plan financially for their marketing. So a lot of people bail. Very few people uh, were ever set up correctly when they took on marketing contracts to be thinking long-term. Uh, blissfully inbound r has been somewhat impervious to that because I take a lot of time with each individual client, which is just bizarre. It's not a very good scale model, but it is a very stable model. Yeah. Um, so um, here's one of my predictions though. John, I don't think that we've seen the end of the shakeout when it comes to real estate marketing companies specifically. I think that we're, and I don't have any idea where it's going to come from. But before the end of 2024, I think that we're going to be talking about like major real estate marketing shifts, like somebody big going out of business, more consolidation, somebody shuttering a division that they buy someplace else. The companies with really big pockets, this traditionally, historically, is the time. Like if, if the guys at YLOPO are not getting a door knock sometime soon from somebody big with huge, huge pockets. I will be absolutely flabbergasted. I think the, the purchase of the follow-up, bus. Yeah. I, was just about, I, I was just about to say that it was a red boy. Yeah, I think that was, say what you will about those guys. I, I do, like, they're not dumb business people, man. Like, it was great timing. You know, you hit, a, a, like, a founder like you and me when we're in the middle of what we know is a winter for our business and you know that you have the, the, the financial bandwidth to just carry the business through, which you think is a good business, but it's just a hard time. When is an entrepreneur more likely to say yes to some kind of offer? Somebody comes through with a big enough number, I might think about it because you don't want to just keep struggling through the day-to-day at
1: times. You get frustrated. John, what do you think? Well, yeah, I, I think, I also think a lot of real estate marketing You look at some of the established players, it's a bit difficult. I don't normally say this because it sounds like I'm trying to sell my own book of business. But you look at a lot of it, a lot of it is very mediocre, isn't it? But it's also around – and when you look at some of the prices, it isn't particularly cheap. So that's not really um, to give them some grace. but a lot of it is mediocre, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So I'm going to make a quick little prediction for MailRite, just for funsies. Um, John, uh, I've noticed that your marketing pops up in my feeds, YouTube, other places. I'm now easy, easy to find you, whereas previously it was hard to find you. Between that and the fact that I think that this is the time that non-traditional platforms run by a small business owner, generally speaking, you and I have a very large headwind into making sales because we're up against much more established players. Every agent's heard of them. They have somebody in the office that's using their shit. It's very hard at any price to convince them to use something else. I think that this is going to be different though. I think you're heading into what's going to be bad for many people I predict will be good for MailRite. I think that your business is going to grow and grow well in 2024. Whereas other Years has not been quite as as smooth for you.
1: Well, no, it's also, I, I didn't quite know what I was selling really. It's take, but I've had the same journey with my other business. My other business is really doing very well now. MailRite's making some progress, but it's my other business. Last year was a fabulous year for my other business, Rob. Um, um, you know, I'm not a millionaire, but I did very well actually. You know, it was a bit of a shock, and I had a bit of a bit of a large tax bill, which I'm paying still. i almost there. I'm, I've almost paid it off, actually, Rob. Um, it was a bit of a shock, Rob. Um, um yeah. Um, well, not last year. The year. Well, I've had a good couple of years, um, but it was a bit of a shock, actually. Um, yeah, um, but you're, you're just, you're right of what you say. I do hope, because it's been, it's taken me, I just feel that I'm running out. Well, I, you know, I'm 59 now, Rob. Um, but on the I'm much fitter than I was. So, and I haven't got the resources to have the kind of retirement that I would, because a lot of it had to go to my divorce. Um, but on the other hand, I'll be, if I could retire, I'd be dead bored. I'd be bored out of my skin, Rob. So, um, and running your own business isn't like working for somebody, it is different. It doesn't feel like sometimes it, the lows are so intense and the highs. You know, you can have a really good morning and then you can have a really you know, bad interaction with a client, and your afternoon just goes down into the pits. And every day can be like that with enormous ups and downs. But at least it doesn't quite feel like work for me at any time. That's why I'm, I work really crazy, funny hours. Mm-hmm. Now, when when somebody, what are your hours? I don't have any set hours, Robert. I. I take a few hours off and then I'm still working at 12 o'clock at night. But it doesn't actually feel like work, if you know what I mean, Rob. Completely. And that's, I mean, this is an off topic. but Personally, John,
0: everything I've read, seen, and believe in myself, listen, I don't believe in working all that hard. I like to work about 36 hours a week when I can get away with it. Sometimes that just means I'm on the phone, I get off the phone, that's all I do because I'll be on the phone for 8, 10 hours a day when we're busy. Uh, but once I'm done, I'm done. I don't, I don't do content production. I don't do the rest because I like balance. But this idea of retirement, like stop working, stop contributing. I think it's just the fastest road to death. Intellectual no. death, physical death. Uh, I, I just don't believe in it. We're not meant to be creatures that just sit still, not even when we're old. We're, we're meant to reduce activity, sure, or focus our activity, but to say that we're not taking long walks, experiencing the world. I would say that as we get older, it's just work less and make sure that the activities that we're doing are ones that we really enjoy that fall into our, whatever our professional, you know, professional expertise was. But that's just my opinion. All right. A couple more predictions for 2024. Now we're going to get into my direct area of expertise for me. And John, feel free to throw a couple of these in for you for the areas that you really focus on. Uh, I focus a lot on SEO, search engine optimization. And there's a lot of changes happening in SEO right now, not in the core function of Google. Google has actually gotten to the point where user behavior signals is 23, 24, 25% of your score for your local, your video, your images, your, your traditional search. All of that is SEO. All those things are SEO. They're controlled by Google, who runs them by an algorithm. And that algorithm, I understand better than most people. Not better than everybody, but better than most people. And certainly when it comes to that algorithm in real estate, now there's very few people that could probably have as, as intelligent of a conversation as I could. And here's where I think that AI has been or behavioral intelligence and monitoring has been in place at Google for a decade. And what's happening is the computing and processing power is eliminating a lot of the time. So as their, as their computing sister systems get better and better processing information in real time, uh, we're seeing massive changes hit the algorithm and those changes relate to how Google in real time can look at user behavior and adjust your ranking, adjust how you're found. Like if you have a piece of content and people really enjoy it and they're on it for a long time, they click on it. Google is getting better and better at ranking that content faster and faster. So that's the easiest way that I can put it. And they're doing the same on YouTube. They're doing the same on hyperlocal like profiles, everything. So I think that we're going to see... Um, I think that we're going to see an authorship thing come back. Now, it's still there, okay? It's still in your profile. They never turned it off. The belief is is that Google had this, like years ago, ladies and gentlemen, Google had what's called the Google author profile, which connected you personally into content that you published. There was a lot of crying though when that happened because obviously all the people like me who are professional content producers were really running away with the rankings when they added factors into authorship. Because some people are dedicated content marketers and their stuff has engagement and links and they know what they're doing and the list goes on. So Google mothballed it. But they didn't turn it off and they didn't remove it. They simply said, until we can figure this out a little bit better, we're mothballing it. Boy, in the days of AI, I can't think of a time where authorship and who's really producing something and attaching your name to what you're producing is more important. I predict. That some version of authorship is going to come
1: back. It's Google. very, it's very uncanny. You're bringing this up. I bring this idea, dear, because I've been thinking around the same way, but slightly different. You know what I think is going to happen hmm. is blockchain. You could um, blockchain was, you know, pushed web 3.0, blockchain cryptocurrency the cryptocurrency side i think a lot of that um was smoke and mirrors i never i never invested any money in it and i and i still do have very dubious um feelings around a lot of the crypto um community and But when it comes to blockchain, I think that's totally different. But it was a technology that was interesting, but didn't find real traction or a reason that it could be really useful. But I think if you mix blockchain as a way of identifying real ownership when it comes to digital content, because I think what you've just said is going to become more and more where did this bit really come from? Can I really, was it really made by the source that it potential seems to have been made? This will become more and more critical. And I think blockchain and, and having the ability to mark that in a unique way linked to ownership is going to become a powerful tool, well,
0: I hadn't thought about the blockchain bit, but that's certainly a possibility. Here's what, here's where my prediction lies, ladies and gentlemen. With the average person near John or anybody really with just a modicum of knowledge can go out and produce 500 pages of content like we can. not I could do it right now. Between the time I turn my camera off and the time it work starts tomorrow, I could produce 500 pages. It would take me a bit of time and that's all I would be doing, but I could do it because all I'm typing out is prompts and then letting machines produce the pages that I'm reading them, but I can read uh, like a page every few seconds, which means that I can actually write, quote unquote, write 60 edited things probably within an hour. So it would take time, but I could do it. So that's a problem though, because we're not really producing anything new. What we're doing is we're just taking, regurgitating and throwing it online. Now, not that many people have figured it out yet, but it's going to be a wave of people figuring it out. People are going to learn how to use ChatGPT, and then they're going to produce it, and those people are going to be basically a mix of lazy and bad actors, which is not what the Internet is for or about, not by Google's eyes, not by my eyes, not by most people's eyes. What makes Google interesting is conversations like this. John and I have, have pro, we have made a suggestion for three or four thoughts that are unique and, and to us there are predictions ai cannot make them but we made them so now you you cannot copy that you could theoretically but the original idea knowledge came from us so you have to look at that and go that's the value of the internet that's the value of creating videos that's if if there are people following this podcast. I would surmise that our original thinking inside the digital marketing space is the reason you should be following the podcast. And not saying these things are going to come true, but as a real estate agent, you need to be digitally savvy, which is why, like John and I do a podcast, there's not that many people that focus strictly on digital that know what they're talking about. And say what you will about John and I, we make our living in that space. Like, this is us. I think that we're going to see, there's got to be a way, this prediction is based on logic. There's got to be a way that you quantify who's an original thinker and who's just leveraging AI. There's got to be a way because it's going to become a problem and it's going to become a problem fast. So I like both of John's and my predictions. Whether we're right or wrong, there's got. I, this I guarantee you. There's going to be something that steps into this hole.
1: Before we, not- um, I'll just give you this example before we wrap it up. Sure. Well, over the last week, you know, I'm working all these strange hours. I took, I took Tuesday morning off. Mm-hmm. Right? I went skiing for the morning. Right. Uh-huh. Came back. Didn't do too much. But in the evening, I worked up to twelve o'clock at night. From six to twelve, I kind of caught up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And um but between that, for like fifteen minutes, I just watch some quick YouTube stuff just to switch off before I go on to the next task, right? I just need a quick little break, you know, to calm my brain down. So I watch the most benign stuff on YouTube, and in my feed comes up this Filipino seller. Who um, was supposed to be on American Idol and The Voice, the UK Voice? It's a similar program to American Idol, right? Or American, American that got talent, those three. He was on all three, he seems to have been on all three shows. That's not, I thought, that's not possible. And he's sitting away, right? He's a funny looking dude, right? And he said, it's all been created in AI. Yeah, I did. I'm intrigued, so I did some searches. He hasn't been on any of this stuff. It's just got oh, there's actual video, YouTube videos of people showing that how he done it, or whoever's behind it, and it's all been artificially made, Robert. Fascinating, seriously fascinating, and I found it. I found it intriguing, but I also found it alarming at the same time, Robert. I've seen
0: some videos with like obvious movie stars and things like that doing things that they've never done, and the renderings are very, very good. I think that it. I think that what we're saying, um, it, I, I don't know. That's that to me is not creation; it's emulation. But it is. It has. It has its uses, emulation. And so, you know, just like every time, every time we figure something out, that I, you know, there are going to be some really bad actors that are going to use this emulation stuff and mess with people. What I love about emulation is exactly what you said earlier, though. I'd really like to see the average person be able to take like a, like a, like a, a screen photo of them, type out a script, and have their self avatar speak to the world because that would take away a lot of the camera fear that a huge amount of my clients have. And as long as it's a representation of you at some point in your own life, you're not plagiarizing anybody else. You're taking your own image and putting it online. I think that that is not only fair, but if you have something good to say about your your area, your lifestyle, your profession, your anything, I think it's a great way to Diminish the barrier between knowledge producers and knowledge receivers to get that information. The thing about the like online, and it's crazy to me, is that I have to educate people, like people who've been selling real estate for 25 years. They sit here and they come online and they go, I don't have anything to talk about. I'm like, how is that even freaking possible?
1: It's possible. It's a very odd situation because these people, their business is face-to-face communication. But put them in front of the camera and a lot of them, they can't string together two coherent sentences. It's most, I just find it very interesting. You could understand an engineer or somebody highly technical that doesn't have to really talk to a lot of people. But when you're a real estate agent and you, you know, it's part, it is the essence of the job to have discussions with people. But I'm not being disparaging, but a lot of them, when you put me in front of a camera, they just totally look up. And that's, I mean, in it, it, I agree. It's just it, the,
0: the shift in their mind is too great for them. You know, just pretending that somebody's there or trying to access their knowledge because somebody hasn't asked them a question. They know what to say, they know how to retort, they don't know how to communicate uh like on their own. They like the exercise I say is okay, take talk your top twenty-five questions. And then and then oftentimes I'm still dead hit with, Oh, I can't remember any. It's like, really? What are your top twenty-five objections? You seriously can't remember them? Like Come on, give them to me right now. And then once we get into that exercise where here's the objection, here's the objection, I'm like, guess what? They're no longer called objections. They're called freaking questions. People put them online. You answer the question. Can you answer the question? Because somebody will roll off their 25-year train response and it sounds beautiful, It sounds natural. If you've been in real estate for 25 years selling anything, you've got some good responses to people's questions. I just need people to say that in front of a camera. And it's crazy how they cannot do it most of the time. But uh, we're at the end of our show. We're going to have a lot of fun this year, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a crazy year to be in real estate marketing. And I'm super excited about it. Wherever there's chaos and change, and there's never been as much as the last couple of years, chaos and change, there's opportunity. I just wanna, I want to hit that note. There's massive opportunity in the digital space coming up here. For those of you who are young and new agents, I'm telling you, you have a natural advantage and don't let anybody else tell you differently. Get into technology. Look at AI. Look at this stuff. Start to see how you can leverage it for mostly video production is where I would start. And then start to look at how you might leverage that on your Google My Business profile. Those are two things that I have invested a lot of uh, inbound REM's resources into. And I'm rock solid about the fact that this is going to go well, uh, that it's important to talk to about in 2020. Uh, 2024 if you'd like to look uh, you up John, if you'd like somebody to set an appointment and by the way, for everybody listening to the show, I want to be really clear this is the year you want to get directly on the phone with guys like me and John if you can all right It's harder with me it's easier with John. I strongly recommend that you take a call with him that you talk to him not only about his platform, which is what he talks about a lot online, but you see if you can get him to give you some some input about what you would do strategically in general because he does have a lot of knowledge. He's been hammering away at this show with me for three and a half years and he was doing it before that too. Plus, he's got all the broad digital knowledge that very few people do. He's the the real deal and i will probably take his time and try to help you out. So with no further ado, John, if somebody was to do that, how would you like them to do that?
1: Yeah. Can I just say, um, I had the privilege today to interview Matt Merlec, the founder of WordPress and automatic and you find that on my other business website folks wp tonic and i think you should listen to that interview um so i've done that this morning but it's up on my other business youtube channel wp tonic
0: so jealous
1: john um so jealous right now it was uh it was to say it was the He he's obviously had a lot of media training um put it that way um and it was an interesting discussion to say the least um but if you want to contact us at, at MailRiot, just go over to mail-right.com and um book a book a chat with me it's right in the top navigation you can book a zoom with me and we'll just have a chat and we we'll see if MailRiot's a good platform and i'm i'm sure you get some value from the conversation back over to you robert
0: with both John and I, you can kind of get a lot of value from both of us on YouTube. John has started to do similar videos to what I've been doing for years, like Ylopo reviews, things like that. I strongly recommend that you check those videos out and that you hear what John has to say. It uh, could be a precursor to any calls that you do with either one of us. You'll, you'll get some of that advice online in terms of what we might tell you about various platforms. Um, if anybody would like to check out Inbound REM, you can just go to the word inbound, rabbitedwardmichael.com. I've got a number of about pages and contact forms there. You can reach out to me if directly using any of those. Um, I recommend, though, that you actually spend time reading the content. Over the years, I've got a content writer that I've trained and who is taking up a partnership role at Inbound REM. He's becoming more of a team member, like a co-collaborator than anything else. And he's started to do some really incredible things writing and researching Google My Business, doing long case studies and figuring some stuff out that not even I knew. So um, I strongly recommend that you guys check that out. It's incredible stuff. I don't think anybody else has it. So go ahead and read it and um, see where, where, why we think that one of the anchors of your marketing should be Google My Business over the next uh, one to three years. That's it. Thank you for tuning in. John, it's been a little longer show than I intended, but I love these marketing prediction shows. So why don't you take us offline?